Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Let's talk books with Catherine Ross, who's library manager at Mount Ross School Grammar School and an expert in books for young people. Hi, Catherine. Hi there. How are you? Good, thank you. And you always arrange your books in a bit of a theme today, challenging topics. Yeah, you know, I thought I'd start my reviewing year with a yeah. bit of a bang. <laughs> uh, challenging topics um, of all sorts. And, and some parents, you know, um, would rather kids stay away from tricky topics. Others maybe find books a, a nice way into them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that I know that there's um, a lot of young adult books out there that aren't especially well written and they use challenging topics for shock value and Mm. to get media buzz and things. Um, And I completely understand that. But there are some very well uh, talented authors writing very carefully for their age groups that um, do deal with challenging topics in careful, clever and thoughtful ways. And my kind of feeling is, even with my kids, they're being exposed to and hearing about challenging topics really every day, even just watching the news. And I think that maybe reading something that's carefully and thoughtfully written about people their own age um, can make it seem more relatable. It will create empathy. And if they are going through something themselves or trying to understand something, can maybe make them feel slightly less alone. Okay. And first up, you've got something on environmental issues. Yeah. So this is Singing Home the Whale. It's a lovely New Zealand book. Um, probably 11 to 12, maybe 12. Um, so this is about a teenager called Will, and he moves in with his uncle um, to a small rural town in the Marlborough Sound. Um, and he's actually running away. But he very quickly discovers that when you're running away from something that's all over the internet, there is nowhere to hide. Um, but his troubles are kind of put into perspective when he comes across Min, who is an orphaned baby orca. Um, and he ends up sort of relying on Will to protect him from angry locals who think that Min is is threatening their livelihood. So um, Mandy Hager is a very prolific New Zealand writer. She does non-fiction and fiction, and she's very good at writing for the age group. Um, But I think the lovely thing about this book is that parts of it are actually written from the perspective of Min, the orca. Um, So it just adds a a different dimension to the story. And it's it's lovely because it's got a really strong Kiwi feel. It's, the story is really shaped by the landscape and the traditions um, of that area. Very good. Uh, another one for the same age group. Yep, this one's called Fish in a Tree, which I was sort of drawn to just from the for the title. Yeah. Um, so this is an American one. It's about a twelve-year-old girl called Ali. She's very creative, but she is hiding a very big secret. She can't read. Um, she struggled all her life with it. She's never progressed. Um, but what she has developed is a lot of strategies to hide this fact. Um, and the fact that she's constantly moving schools because of her dad's job has helped her do this. But of course, kids aren't so forgiving, or they're they're usually quite astute. And at every school she's been to, she's been bullied for being dumb. Um, as she finally gets to this new school, she gets a teacher who recognises that actually what she's suffering from is dyslexia and is able to help her in an appropriate way. Um, so this, it is a bit typically American and they've got, you know, the, the, the bullies are just so awful and one-dimensional. I really hope that's not what life is like in American high school. <laughs> but 
um, there is some good messaging in the story. Um, she makes friends with those other kids that are on the, the, the fringes of these groups. Um, they, they learn how to look out for one another and they learn how to be themselves and to be happy with themselves. And I think for Ellie, she learns that asking for help uh, when, she, when you need it and admitting to a weakness is often when you're at your strongest. Oh, God, that sounded really corny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it was a very... Uh... <laughs> Very well nutshelled moral of the uh, of the story. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. It, 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 it did sound corny, but it is a lovely book. <laughs> okay. I'm moving up to age 12 plus, another New Zealand book called Make a Hard Fist. Yeah, so this one is a, a little bit more confronting. Um, so Lizzie is your typical teenage girl. She's feisty. She can look after herself. And even when she starts getting um, anonymous letters through the post and the adults in her life, her parents and, and even the police are starting to throw around the word stalker, she's not particularly bothered. Um, but when she is attacked, cutting through the park on her way home one afternoon, obviously everything changes. So... This does deal with something quite confronting. It is an attempted sexual assault. Um, but the story focuses on how Lizzie reacts to it, how these things will impact and affect your life. And it's very open and honest about the fact that there is no quick fix, that this is really a, a major trauma and it needs to be worked through. And so there's no, the nice thing about the book is there's no magic wand happy ending, but it does leave you feeling hopeful. Um, and, you know, she is on the road to recovery. Okay. And now you would know as a librarian that as the ages get older, the topics get trickier as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. actually the next one's on the topic of gun control and, and I guess school shootings. Yes. Yep. Yep. So this one's called Dear Martin. Um, very well written, um, but it is obviously about um, sort of police conduct around um, uh, black youth in America. So this is uh, Justice. He's a black 17-year-old boy living in Atlanta. One night he goes to try and help a friend um, and ends up, they end up getting stopped by the police, getting harassed and they uh, are arrested for no real reason at all. And so he's very um, obviously conflicted and upset about this. He's hearing lots of other stories, similar stories, and he's trying to work through his emotions. And the way he does that is by writing letters to Dr. Martin Luther King. So hence the name, Dear Martin. Um, it is set in modern times, so Dr. King is dead, but he's just using that as a way of getting his feelings out. Um, and he's wanting to be peaceful. He's wanting to use Dr. King's philosophy of kind of peaceful protest and turning the other cheek, but he's really struggling. And when he and his friend Manny are out driving, they get into an altercation with what turns out to be an off-duty police officer. He shoots into the car. Um, Justice is very badly injured, but Manny is killed. Um, and he has to go through the trial and everything afterwards. So it's sort of a very good re look at, um, at, at, at dealing with um, how you feel about this, how you cope with this, how families cope with this. Um, and it is, while Justice and Manny's story is fictional, um, the police encounter and all the other encounters that are mentioned in the book are based on real events. So it's pretty confronting. Yeah. I'm talking to Catherine Ross, uh, who's got books for younger people today and focusing on more challenging topics. Um, and one final one called What Was Never Said. Yep. So this one is 
is that I will say it is definitely 14 plus. It deals with a big topic. Um, so this one is about Zahara. She's 15 years old. Um, she's lived in Britain for most of her life, but she does have flashes of memory from um, very, her very early childhood in Somalia before her family immigrated. So she remembers the sun and the warmth and playing outside with her um, beloved older sister. She also has some very vivid and haunting memories of visitors arriving in the village, um, followed by blood and screaming and the disappearance of her sister from her life. So she's, it's not something she dwells on. She's put it out of her head. She's focused on being a normal, everyday British teenager until suddenly visitors arrive at the family's house in England and she suddenly has this terrible feeling that the past is about to repeat itself and she knows she has to protect herself and her younger sister. So it is a very confronting story about a topic that we don't often talk about, that we don't like talking about, um, but its main focus, it's not terribly explicit, uh, its main focus is on confronting conflicts between old traditions and beliefs and ways of life and modern life and the rights of women and young women over their bodies in particular. There are some very tense moments, um, but it is dealt with very thoughtfully. And I think for me, the biggest thing about this book is it is a very strong message of standing up for yourself, um, even if it is against your family, um, and asking for help and that there is help out there if you need it. Hey, beautiful work, Catherine. And interesting to see you, you categorise these books, you know, 11 plus, 12 plus, 13 plus, 14 plus. Those ages are all quite close together, but there's obviously a lot going on in the brain of a young reader around those times. And, and you know, you change quite a bit over those years and, you know, what's appropriate for you, but actually, as well as that, what you're interested in, right? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, six, by the time you hit to 16, I, I figure you're pretty much an adult. You can, you can make those calls yourself about what you don't want to read. You're old enough to put it down and walk away if it's disturbing or if you're not enjoying it. I think the thing is when you're a bit younger, you don't necessarily have that ability to make those decisions. And I think that's why it's quite important that we are careful about what stages you give things to kids. Um, but as I say, there is a lot of shock value out there at the moment, especially with young adults. So um, you do, yeah, I, I'm very wary of that, of, of what I give. And I certainly wouldn't hand put a, put a book in the hand of a child and say, I recommend you read this unless I knew exactly what was in it. I mean, it's different when they take a book off, my, off a shelf in the library and they choose it. But I think if I'm actually recommending it, I, I'd like to know a bit more about the student and I know what's in the book. In no hurry, eh? I mean, I've got um, books that I loved as a young adult that I'd love to pass on to my kids. But yeah, there's no, no harm in no, waiting exactly. and letting them enjoy all the good books that are right for their age group. Because, you know, there'll be plenty of years to enjoy the um, more grown-up books. No, exactly, exactly. And there are some very, very well-written um, young, you know, middle-grade stuff out there that's just a joy to read. So you may as well enjoy them. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Jesse. Thanks. Uh, that's Catherine Ross. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold and our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. 
I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.